2: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. It's Bucket Week and we're here uh, to preview the Old Oak and Bucket game between the Indiana Hoosiers and the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, Sammy Jacobs, TJ Inman will be along with us shortly uh, to go over the game. Just set the scene. This is probably the most important bucket game since 2007. Both teams need a win at five and six. Uh, to get that sixth win and go to a bowl game. The game kicks off at noon on ESPN2 at ross Aid Stadium in West Lafayette. Uh, It's a big game. Tickets are flying off the shelf. I've been tracking it on uh, Purdue's website and on StubHub. So right now we welcome in TJ Inman. TJ, uh, happy Thanksgiving, and how are you tonight?
1: Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, I know both you and I are now off work. I just finished for the week uh about thirty minutes ago or so, so could not be happier, I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah. Uh we were uh I, I'm on vacation now too. It's it's a game. I've been watching Purdue games uh basically since since Monday night uh going forward. I'm about halfway through the their win against Minnesota. This it's yeah. just there's a little bit more buzz about this game. Both programs have you know, five and six is, is disappointing, but both programs have everything they want to play for in front of them. Uh, both teams have had losses where they probably should have won uh, to have six wins already. Uh, but this is this is what college football is all about—a bowl berth on the line, trophy on the line, and you're playing your rival. Uh, I, you can't ask for anything more than that.
1: No, no, I, I you know. Um oak and Bucket game has had the bigger stakes before i mean let's let's keep in mind that um you know these two teams have played each other with the Rose Bowl bit on the line before uh and with conference titles on the line before so um it has had bigger stakes in its history, but in terms of recent history this you know this is as big as it gets uh and and it feels like both programs are uh on an upward trajectory um At the very least, I think there's a lot of optimism surrounding both programs, and uh, I think that that yeah that bodes well uh, for the for the state. Uh, I think it's a good thing that uh, these two programs are uh, in better shape than they were, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, And for Indiana, yeah, it's an opportunity to number one, as you said, go to a bowl game. Uh, Number two this is an opportunity for IU to kind of set a new standard uh, in to history. They have never held the bucket for five straight uh, five straight seasons. So uh, it, you know, this is the second four-game winning streak they've had in the series, uh, the first one being back in the mid-40s, and then now this current one. If they can extend it to five, that would be setting history. So just uh, a whole lot of uh, – Whole lot of the line on Saturday, and uh, both teams are coming off probably their performances of the season uh, last week. So, uh, what more could you ask for, really, on uh, what it appears the weather's going to cooperate? And it'll be, you know, um, I think it's going to be pretty, what, mid 50s? Is that about right? Mid 50s, maybe low 50s, probably cloudy. Uh, uh,
2: it is. It's looking now to be yeah low maybe high forties, uh, but mostly sunny, a little bit of a breeze. Yeah. Uh, it, good, nothing great wrong football that. weather. Nothing wrong with that. They serve beer in the stadium, so if you get a little cold, you can always uh, indulge yourself there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's let's get down to the game, TJ. Uh, you know Purdue coming in. Uh, David Blau is out for the year. Uh, now it's Elijah Sindelar's team and. The last two yeah. weeks, he's played pretty well. Uh, in a loss at at Northwestern, uh, in the win at Iowa, just you know, it, it's interesting to think. You know, they bring Jeff Brahm in; he's an offensive uh, guru, but that hasn't been the key uh, to their turnaround this year. They're they're ranked, I think, a hundred. They're a hundred first in total offense this year. Um, yeah. but the defense has has risen 99 spots uh, to a top 40 defense, allowing 18.9 points per game. Now a lot of people are going to go get into the differences of schedules between IU and Purdue. You could throw all that other stuff out. Uh, who they played before? This is it's it's a one game season, and IU's played uh, three games with their backs against the walls uh, and needing a win and and. Purdue did that last week at Iowa and came through. So, uh, to me, the the game is going to be a defensive battle after a couple of years uh, here where we've expected uh, offensive shootouts.
1: Well, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, If you think back two seasons uh, to this contest, uh, you know, before, uh, before Tom Allen had arrived in Bloomington, uh, Daryl Hazel was still the coach for Purdue. I mean, who would have thought that this would be a matchup between a pair of top 40 defenses? Uh, I mean, nobody in their right mind would have predicted that. Here's where we are. You know, Tom Allen uh, in Indiana's defense improved the most in the country uh, a season ago. And it, it, Purdue has uh, looks like they're probably going to accomplish the same thing this season uh, under Nick Holt. Uh, their defensive coordinator, and Jeff Brom, So, you know, a lot of credit um, to Purdue for that. Uh, I do think that Indiana still uh, does have the better defense between the two, uh, but Purdue is, you know, they're, they're stout on defense. There's no doubt about that, particularly uh, in the running game, uh, I think that they are going to be very difficult for IU to run against. Uh, primarily, you know, they're, they're front seven. They're linebackers. I think everybody kind of Their linebackers would be the strength of the team coming in, and it has been. Uh, And their defensive line has been better than people anticipated. Uh, They're a very mature defense. Uh, I think they start, it's either seven or eight seniors, much like IU. So a lot of similarities between the two uh, in terms of defense. Um, And then, you know, you're I'd be surprised if Indiana did not have some success throwing the ball. I don't think Purdue's secondary is great. I think that is an area of IU's defense that is better than Purdue's is the secondary. Uh, Purdue has not really faced very many uh, good passing attacks this year, but the ones that they have played that can move the ball in them through the air at all have been able to do so. Uh, So I think one of the first keys for me uh, is going to be which team uh, can establish somewhat of a running game because neither runs the ball that well, but uh, Indiana these past two weeks coming around some, uh, and it feels like um, at least they've found something in the duo of of Morgan Ellison and Cole Guest uh, that definitely now that's the one-two punch and those two are playing better uh, right now. They're they're as healthy as running backs can be uh, at this stage of the season. Uh, so I think Indiana, uh, whichever team can find a little bit of balance uh, running the ball, is going to set themselves up well because both teams prefer uh, to attack through the air uh, this season. I mean, I think Thomas would would prefer to. Have more of a run-based attack than what IU currently does, but you, know, you got to go with what works. And right now, uh, Indiana's offense appears to be, you know, running with uh, with Ellison and Guest, uh, and then getting Rick Lego, uh, you know, short to intermediate routes to right now, uh, Ian Thomas, Luke Timian, Simi Cobb's, and then Wap Fillier, who is really emerging as a guy that I know we're both really excited about for the future, but uh, as a guy that he just finds a way to get open and make plays, Uh, and he's turning into a trusted receiver as well. So I think whichever team can kind of establish somewhat of a running game uh, against the stout defense of the opposition is going to be set up for success.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there, and, and I'll take your key one further. Uh, Purdue doesn't cover the crossing routes all that well. They tend to blitz a lot. Right. That's how they get their pressure on the quarterback. Indiana, if they you know have done anything well in the passing game, it is those crossing routes, especially when Ian Thomas yeah. uh, is healthy. We saw him score a fifty-seven-yard touchdown on uh, on that yes on that play last week. Um, so you know, to me, it's it's you know Indiana has to make the plays that they can make to win. If they execute well and play like they did last week, I'm pretty sure I feel pretty confident going into this game. Um, so yeah, the key was was special. Yeah. Outstanding. And um I, I won't tell everybody what you texted us when we got up big, but uh we'll we'll keep that between the the Hoosier Huddle Riders. <laughs> but anyway, uh to me this game is You know, just play within yourself. Uh, Don't try to play hero. Uh, Don't, you know, try and make the the home run play when a a smaller play will do. Uh, Keeping, you know, it's going to come down to the offensive line. If the offensive line can play like they did last week and keep Richard Lego clean and open up holes for this run game, IU should be in pretty good shape.
1: Yes. Yeah, keeping Richard Lego clean and and pressuring the quarterback you mentioned uh, Purdue gets their pressure with blitzes. Um, their defense in front, uh, while good against the run, they have not been as effective as IU's has in getting to the quarterback. Robert McCray and Greg Gooch, uh, and I'm going to throw Jacob Robinson in there as well, um, and even Alan Stallings, they have all stepped up this year, particularly McCray and Gooch here in the last few weeks, uh, have really increased the level of their play. Uh, in Indiana now, third in the Big Ten in sacks. Uh, which is remarkable. Um, you know, as much as we ha- have talked about, you know, a need for IU to uh, increase the depth and the talent level at defensive end, uh, these guys have gotten the job done this year under Mark Hagan, and he deserves a lot of credit for that, deserve a lot of credit for that. Third in the big 10 in sacks ahead of teams like Ohio state and Penn state. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, and, and Purdue, uh, not, not near as strong against uh, against the run. Or I'm sorry, against the, against the pass in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. When they do, it's coming from blitzes. So Indiana uh, is able to, I think that helps their secondary quite a bit. Uh, you know, they can stay back there in coverage. They can still get help from the linebackers in coverage uh, without needing to bring those guys down the blitz and get pressure on the quarterback. So the Hoosiers, I think their goal is going to be uh make sure producing game does not get going you know keep uh keep fuller and uh, Knox and um, Markel Jones keep those guys uh, Richie worship as well keep them from getting any momentum in the running game uh make them one dimensional and then you know force Elijah Sindovar and obvious passing down get pressure on him. He's not a real mobile guy back there. Um, it, it really is a one-dimensional attack with him, or it has been so far. Uh, so if you can get them into situations where you know they're going to throw, uh, get pressure on enforcement them into some mistakes, it's just going to be a matter of making those plays when they're presented to you. Uh, the defense, yep. the past couple of weeks, has been able to make those plays when they've been in front of them. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh, those Those... Takeaways that have been right there for them to make those plays, they've been able to do it. Uh, if Sendivar makes mistakes, you've got to be able to pounce on them, because Purdue does have some capable downfield weapons. Anthony Mahungu uh, is one. You know, he's a guy that really killed Iowa and won that game for Purdue. Uh, Mahungu had a, a burst in the in the third quarter that blew that game wide open. Uh, he's capable. Uh, Anthrop is is a good receiver. Uh, quite a bit like, um, yeah, really, like his brother before him. Uh, but I, you know, they don't have anyone to the level of semi-cops that just terrifies you as a defense. Uh, but they do have some capable weapons, so it's important to, to force Cindilar to move around in the pocket. And if he makes a mistake, you just got to come up with the play because I, I think that. You know, much like against Rutgers, if you can get that short field, Indiana didn't end up needing it, but uh, they they when they got the short field there, with to capitalize, skip points, uh, and that could be a big big turning point in the game. If you can score off those turnovers, force those turnovers and score off of them, uh, that can swing the game from you know a close loss to a close win. Obviously, so uh, I I think that Indiana's pass rush instead of uh, you know, over pass rush is something that I think the Hoosiers definitely have in their favor due to the play of uh of their defensive line here of late.
2: Yeah, and uh don't forget about Purdue's two tight ends, Bryson Hopkins and Cole Herdman, yeah. they've yeah, combined for about you know uh, almost almost uh just over six hundred yards, six touchdowns. Uh that they really were good early in the season. Um really I, I don't think they've done much since then. Um but uh, those are two two uh, two receivers that could give IU uh trouble. Uh to me, TJ, the final um the final key to the game I, I think comes on special teams. Indiana special teams uh have been uh, great all season outside of two performances. Uh Purdue's ha- has not. Um you know, JD Dellinger has missed three field goals. Spencer Evans uh, has missed three field goals. So they're fifteen to twenty-one uh, overall uh, on their field goals. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't look, it doesn't look great uh, for them on special teams if it comes down to uh, field goal kicking in the punted game. Uh, Hayden Whitehead has been terrific. Uh, you know, you saw what they could do in the punt game last week when Rutgers, uh, you know, muffed the punt, setting up a short field. Uh, Joe Shopper has had a decent year averaging 40. point uh, 40.4 yards uh, per punt. You know, he's he struggled at times. He struggled at times uh, in the last two bucket games uh, as a freshman and sophomore. So we'll see what they could do there. I, I think Indiana with Devontae Williams returning kicks at a, at a solid clip. He hasn't had any explosion kickoff returns, uh, but he is, you know, he is giving them 20 to 25 yards uh, per return. And then you have Luke Timian, uh, -hmm. who's pretty sure, sure handed, although he bobbled a few last week, I think they, they let him, uh, you know, let him bounce last week instead of trying to catch it in the air. But I, I, I would take them over, uh, what Purdue has in uh, D.J. Knox is only averaging 18 yards a return. Richie Worship is at 21 yards a return. Uh, and then punt returns uh, Jackson Anthrop. He's been decent, uh, but, you know, 1.4-yard average per return on, on 16 returns is not a game-changer. IU, I think, has, has the advantage on special teams. And this is a game that could come down to that, you know, flipping the field, on re- in the return game and in the kicking game. And, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, what Griffin Oaks could do as well.
1: Yeah, I, I do think Joe shopper is, is solid. I think he's a pretty good punter. Um, They're kickers. Uh, you know, they Griffin Oaks has certainly had a better season and I, I do feel confident in Griffin Oaks. If it comes down to it, um, the return game, you know, I, I, I would just as soon hope that it's not a factor at all. Uh, you know, the Hoosiers obviously missing the explosion uh, potential of Sean Harris. No doubt about that. Timian has done a nice job, but um, certainly missed the big play capability of Jason Harris uh, back there. But, you know, that's no use crying over spilled milk, I guess. But uh, I I think that in right Tom Allen mentioned this on uh on Monday, you know, he talked about uh, how rivalry games can, can really hinge on this wild plays. And a lot of times you see those happen on special teams uh, or you see them happen with, you know, weird takeaway where maybe, um, you know, maybe a pass gets batted up into the air, uh, takes just the right bounce off of somebody's fingertips. And, you know, the play is there to be made where you've got to, Uh, it's going to come to, you know, a linebacker, and that linebacker's got to either make the diving catch or bobble off of his hands, and uh, the drive prolongs, and the offense goes on to score, um, and it's that instead of, you know, making the interception having a short field to score yourself. Or maybe it's a fumble that, you know, loose on the ground, and it's just who's going to pounce on it. uh, So it's a timing thing. You know, plays like that are so huge in rivalry games. I totally agree with that. Uh, and that's what Tom Allen talked about on Monday was um, making those plays. And uh, if you don't make those plays, playing through that adversity, because you know it's going to come uh, at some point, that place is going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Uh, at some point they're going to really, you know, the game, and I is going to have to step up and, and stem that tide. Uh, and that's where your your veterans have to step up and, and make those plays in the last two weeks, Indiana's veterans have performed incredibly well on both sides of the ball. You know, Lego, I thought last week was really sharp. Um, you've had the offensive line, um, and, and those guys are turning into veterans now. They've got a lot of experience now uh, in the defense. Across the board, the seniors are really good. Covington scales. Uh, Chase Dutra continues to play really well. Uh, Richard vant now is, you know, Finally made a couple of those catches uh, to get the interceptions. Um, uh, he continues to cover well. And then uh, up front, we mentioned already Gooch and, and McCray and Nate Hoff. I mean, those guys have stepped up their play and have eaten the way by example, uh, doing what you hope that seniors do as their careers wind down. And that's, for me, that's what it's going to come down to, is which which group of veterans steps up to make those plays that are in front of them. Uh, is it going to be use guys or is it going to be Purdue's guys? Uh, and then, uh, you know, a subplot to this game is going to be uh, the offensive coordinators. Um, I think it's fair to say that neither team uh, would be thrilled with what's happened on offense this year. I think both, both schools would have brought and be happy with them. Uh, offensively, I think that both would, would probably feel like there's you know, there's some good things and then, then some, some work to be, to be done and some, some things left to be desired uh, from those, that end of the ball. Uh, and I, I really hope that Indiana's offense is aggressive on Saturday. Uh, not to the point of, you know, foolishness, but I hope that they're aggressive. Um, and I'm hoping to see IU uh, go after Purdue's secondary Uh, Because I think that there is, like I mentioned earlier, some success to be had. Uh, Yeah. I think that, I think Simi Cox can have a nice day because I don't think Purdue's corners match up well with him. That can usually be said in every game. Uh, And I I don't know that Indiana's done enough to, uh, I don't want to say force the ball to him, but to get the ball to him. Um, I'd love to see Ian Thomas continue to be involved and, and increase his involvement. I think he's finally healthy. Um, and I think he can be a big factor. And then I I, I think Watt Billier can, can have a huge impact on this game. He just has a way of getting open, uh, and when he gets he open gets and gets some the ball speed. in his hand, he usually makes it he happen. He's just quick, Incredible. Yeah, he's quick.
2: fast. I, there was a play, I think, in the third quarter last week where he's on a crossing route. It looked like the defender yeah. had him. Dead to ride short of the first down, but he just turned on the was, Jets yeah, third and third down, right? And just yeah, and just out angled him. Uh, that speed yeah. that you know, it, it's not everybody yeah. has it, and and it's a real weapon. Uh, you saw it against Maryland too. Um, he, he's a guy who could be a difference maker. Uh, Tj, you talked about being aggressive on offense. A lot of chatter has been about Purdue's. Uh, maybe propensity to, to throw trick plays. After watching a couple of their games, they opened the, the, the game against Michigan with a trick play. They opened the second half against Michigan with a trick play uh, and got, got some yards there. Uh, Tom Allen said in some of his press availability this week that defense just has to stay disciplined. It's all about eye discipline, not yeah. falling for, for all that, that uh, trickeration and movement and all that stuff. I uh, I are you worried about Jeff Brom and Purdue's offense just throwing the kitchen sink at IU?
1: I don't think that they will immediately approach it that way. Um but I do think that if Indiana uh if Indiana is having success shutting down that offense, I don't think Jeff Brom will hesitate at all uh to throw some gadgets at the Hoosiers. Uh a lot of what they do on offense uh, they use a lot of pre-snap movement, uh, and in that sense, being disciplined in and, and alignment and assignment football is really important. Um, and then they have, you know, they have thrown some trick plays uh, at teams and, and with varying degrees of success. Uh, I'm not particularly worried about IU getting caught off guard by that, um, because I do think it has been... Well, publicized, it's something that I know I use coaches are 100% aware of. Um, now, uh, being aware of it, being prepared for it, and actually executing uh, when that game's going on are, are two different things. But um, I don't see anything that uh, Faith and Tom Allen and Mark Hagan and this defensive staff, um, and I, I guess I'm just not particularly worried about. Uh, Purdue's offense you know having a ton of success against IU uh, Purdue might win this game I, I have respect for their turnaround and um, I, I think it's very possible Purdue wins on Saturday but if they do I don't think it's going to be because they outsmarted uh, Tom Allen and Mark Hagan on the defensive side of the ball
2: yeah uh, it, it's going to be a big crowd I, I I really hope the game is sold out uh, I, I really do it's It will be great for the state of big 10 football in Indiana. It'll build back this culture of college football uh, that has been lacking uh, for basically since, you know, the last time Purdue was good in the mid, you know, early two thousands. Um, you know, it, this is a game. That's a, a culture builder. This is, you know, it stinks that it's during Thanksgiving weekend when, uh Students are off campus. This is a game, much like 2007, where IU student, like, I will tell everybody forever that was the greatest game IU game that I've been at um, for football. Yeah. And it, it, it'll go the same way with, with students at this game. If if Purdue went to oh, I was there when, when they knocked off IU for the first time since 2012, and we went to a bowl game, and it was fun, and it was awesome. Uh, and things like that, or if you're a, an IU student going to get eyes there when we beat Purdue up at Purdue in 2017 to make history and, and go go to, to another bowl game three in a row, you know, th- this is the stuff that, that builds um, fan bases and, and things like that. So uh, it, it's going to be a barn burner. Um, you know, it, it's grab your Tums and whatever beverage you're drinking and hold on for dear life. Uh, TJ, what is yep. your prediction for Saturday?
1: Well, I mean, there's there's no way that I'm picking Indiana to lose. Who's uh, this game to Purdue? Um, and and Good choice. I, I firmly, I firmly do believe that Indiana is the better team. Uh, I think IU has the better defense. I think IU has the better skill position players on offense. Uh, I, I recognize that it's going to be tough to win at Ross Aid Stadium. I get that, but I think that I I would not feel this confident if Indiana had not looked the way that they did against Rutgers, Uh, and maybe I'm putting too much into that performance, but um, I really feel like this Hoosier squad has peaked at the right time. Uh, I think that they are as healthy as they've been in a while, and I'm going to go with Indiana winning 24-17. to 17. I think that it is going to be a very close game, a very intense game, uh, a well-played game. I, I really do. I think that these are two uh, quality teams. Uh, but ultimately, I think IU makes just enough plays uh, to get it done. I think the difference is going to be uh, Indiana will have a little bit better success running the football than Purdue does. And I'm I'm going to go with Indiana's uh, Richard Lego making a couple of nice passes to get things done in the passing game. And then I think the defense forces a couple of turnovers, uh, gets a couple of takeaways that helps out IU's offense just enough to get the Hoosiers to win.
2: Yeah. And, um, that's a, that's a good prediction. The, the line is two and a half, three points, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I, I feel oddly confident about it. I'm, I'm nervous as all hell, but I feel pretty good, especially coming off of that Rutgers game uh, where everything's everything's starting to click now. Uh, late in the year, yeah. the defense is starting to click. The offense is starting to click. Uh, they're starting to get those turnovers again and, and takeaways. Uh, the special teams is, has been cleaned up. There's been no real stupid penalties. They had one last week, which – who knows what the hell that was for on on either Gray Scales or Jonathan Crawford? Because the rest, sure as hell, uh, didn't know. But I'm going to go Indiana 27, no. uh, Purdue 17. It, it's going to be a fight until the end. I think that IU ices it late, uh, much like they did yeah. a, against um, against Illinois. I just don't think that uh, Purdue has has the firepower that IU has on offense. As good as Purdue's defense is. Um, they, I mean, if you look at their schedule, they haven't really played an offense like IU's, uh, you know, outside of, of Louisville. No. Um, no. And Louisville put up 35 points against them. Yeah, it was the first game of the season. You can probably throw that out the window. But let's be honest, Louisville's not that good this year. Um, no. They, they I, I'm, watch, I'm in the middle of watching the Minnesota game. I have no idea how Purdue won that one. They were getting dominated and turning the ball over. Uh, but I think a, a big thing that hurts for doing this is not having David Blau. He gives them kind of that running quarterback look too, as well as a, as a really good thrower. Uh, but yeah, Indiana twenty seven, Purdue seventeen. Uh, if Ian Ian Thomas is the key to this game for me, if he's healthy and ready to go, they can't. You know, you're going to have to guard guard Wap, guard uh, Simi, Timmy, and. Ian Thomas and uh, Tayser Mack and those guys, I I just don't know if they have the the bodies and the depth in the, in the secondary to do that. Um, But who knows? It's a rivalry game. We've, uh, you know, we've seen games that we expected to be shootouts be defensive battles, games that we've expected to be defensive battles, be shootouts. But anyway, uh, TJ have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for taking the time to join us uh, and enjoy the game on Saturday.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, the next podcast we have is a, a victorious one, celebrating a, another bucket win and another trip to a bowl game that we can, uh, you know, preview another opponent and get excited for a, a third straight bowl game. That's the hope. Um, but first of all, you know, of course, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the, the football Thursday and Friday, and then uh, get geared up to go for this huge game Saturday.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely enjoy uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and then the game kickoff is at noon Eastern on ESPN Two. Check StubHub and uh, PurdueSports.com for tickets if you are looking to go. Seat Geek I think also has seats as well. Uh, Anyway, enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the final regular season uh, week of college football. Hopefully, we'll be back with ball previews, but we have a big one in front of us that we have to, t- that IU has to take care of business first uh, and go in with the same mentality that they did against Illinois and Rutgers. Just take it one quarter at a time, uh, win enough quarters, and uh, you'll walk out of Ross aid with a victory on Saturday. Anyway, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, we'll have all your bucket game uh, previews. We've already put out our matchup to watch. Know your opponents. Uh, some recruiting uh, stuff on Jordan Jucevic as well, uh, So inside the numbers. So keep coming back. If you get bored of family and friends, uh, you take your phone, tablet, go hide out for a few minutes, uh, and, and get caught up on our bucket game coverage. Anyway, that does it for our show tonight. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend.
0: If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows.